All right, now it's time to talk about our brand new sponsor, Peloton. Jason, ah. you're a big Peloton guy, right? I am a big Peloton fan. Everyone loves them. One of my favorite things to do is walk on treadmills. So I'm, I've been chopping at the bit for this tread. Is this real? I swear to God. Kylie and I ordered it probably a month ago. That a boy. Way to pump it up. Yeah. Well, 92 percenters, whether you're like Jason and trying to get in shape during retirement or just trying to add a new challenge to your training, spring is the best time to get started. Just in time for summer, baby. Warmer days are coming. How about that? That's right. Peloton's varying class lengths allow you to personalize your workout. Whether you'd like to add 10-minute core session at the end of your metrics-focused class or take a 60-minute power zone ride to increase your endurance, Peloton classes are designed to help focus on your goals. And there's also a variety of classes like boot camps, boxing, marathon training, all created to grow your skills. Plus, Peloton Entertainment lets you work hard while you watch harder. Catch all of your favorite teams and streaming options like NBA League Pass while you power up your training. How about that? Get a head start on the summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. They are running out of these things. Selling like hotcakes. Yeah, I'm getting old. <laughs> Makes you a little dizzy at first, but it really gets you going. Do it. Do it real quick. You know what? That worked. I feel ready to go now. I don't know if that's good for your brain, but I like the way that gets you going. <laughs> Welcome back to New Heights, ladies and gentlemen. A Jukes original show presented by Wave Sports and Entertainment. New Heights is a show now brought to you by our new sponsors, Nerd Say what? You heard me. Nerd Wallet, baby. But more on them later. We are your hosts. I'm Travis Kelsey. This is my big brother, Jason Kelsey. Uh... Two cats from Cleveland Heights, Ohio, both Cincinnati Bearcats alumni. Um, new Heights comes to you every single Wednesday, every single week uh, with a new episode. Don't forget to subscribe on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts and follow the show on all social media platforms at New Heights Show with one S, baby. And visit homage.com slash New Heights to check out our official merch. Jason, what we got coming up? We got a great episode, Trev. Yeah. We're going to get into uh, the playoffs, officially playoffs. running through new heights. <laughs> and we're going to try and recap an insane week to close the season. We're also going to hand out some of our uh, new awards, uh, which uh, we'll uh, get to in a little bit. Not right now. But first, as always. You guys know it. New news. New news. Still the number one sports podcast in the world on Apple and Spotify. (laughs) Also, Travis, you're starting to branch off and uh, enter some other pod domains. What you talk about? We we saw you this week on uh, The Pivot. Ooh, The Pivot. What'd you think? How was it? They're awesome dudes, man. Fun conversation. Um, Obviously doing... Doing the doing a very cool deed about telling stories, pivotal moments in people's lives yeah. that uh, that make that that either make them or break them. And um, yeah, it took me all the way to the end of the show. Fred to Taylor what? asked me a question. It took you to the end of the show to realize what the show was about, or to what they were tra- to talking put you about? two and two together, like the the show's name, why it's called, and why I'm here. Yes, yeah. Fred Taylor asked me. Uh, does, was the moment in college a the pivotal moment in my life? And mm. I was in my head. I was like, the pivot. Is this what this pun is? This is 
This is the pod. This is why we're here. Yeah. Because you want to know about that pivotal time. Yes, it actually is, Mr. Taylor. And it was the pivotal moment in my life to where I uh, I moved to tight end. That was the biggest thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not a quarterback. That was huge. <laughs> Good foresight by uh, – who Who was the coach that made that decision, like, initially? Well, I mean, I was playing – when I was doing the Wildcats stuff, I, would, I did put my hand in the dirt. Well, at the time, we were putting our hands on the hips when we yeah. were in-line blocking. Talk about a weird stance. <laughs> but, um, yeah, when I finally moved the, the – entire position that was uh butch jones he told me he doesn't need a quarterback he needs uh he needs a tight end he's got plenty of quarterbacks so i was just like well any way i can get on the field coach at this point any way i can get back in the team so shout out to butch jones thank you butch appreciate you butch all righty fan mentions shout out to the pivot shout out pivot ryan Ryan, Fred, Fred. you guys are doing a great thing over there it was fun conversation yeah all righty um yeah let's get to the fan mentions of the week Another edition of parents teaching their kids how to say new news. New news. Awesome little submission here. We got very young kids starting them off right in life with some new news. Uh, I mean, this is like, I don't know how old that kid is, but that's like pretty much close to an infant, right? No, that's an infant for sure. New news. There we go. <laughs> little swivel chair. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's what you like to see. You got to love it, man. You got to yeah. love it. Little did we know we were going to be influencing the infants out here. Yeah. Do you think new news was uh, that child's first words? It, I thought that's why they they posted it because it was. Oh, no, I don't think that that was a. Uh, I mean, it's uh, it's an easy one to say. Explicitly new, stated. New, yeah. new. Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I think I think new, new is is a. You know, you got dada, mama, and now new new. New new. Love you guys teaching your kids, uh, you know, some uh, some new hip uh, lingo. <laughs> um, and, yeah, I think I speak for both of us. And, you know, we're still looking to sign that baby. We've been waiting to sign babies. Now that we're teaching babies how to say new news, I think we can officially get into the signing baby business. Just give me that magic marker. Don't yeah. give me that Sharpie. No Sharpie. <laughs> we also got a big yeti sighting in vegas uh yeah we did which i think is a is, is a very accurate assessment of your chest hair um have you ever thought about shaving have you ever thought about shaving big yeti in the hair like like it being you could read it like like uh what's that a uh, 40 year old virgin when they like just wax big yeti into your chest hair Dude, I think you got to do it. I'm not about the 40 year old version. We got to, we no got to, re- we got to re, we got to make this image happen. My, I'm, I'm, I'm like, my eyes are, I'm tearing up. Already tearing up. It. I can't, yeah. I cannot imagine. I think I, I think I did my back hair one time. You waxed your back I hair. I waxed my back hair. Yeah. And I was bleeding. You were bleeding. <laughs> I put on a shirt, and somebody told me, "He's like, you have like random red spots on your back." I'm like, "Was this like a certified professional waxer, or was this like some yeah, rinky dink operation?" Sensitive. I just got sensitive skin or something. Man. I don't yeah, know. Sensitive, yeah. Wow. <laughs> All right. Stuff you you don't know can happen with waxing. Well, it, it, he was bleeding in a forty year old virgin too. Was he? Mm-hmm. Oh, his nipples. Nipples were bleeding. That's right. <laughs> hey. Can't go waxing nature's uh, thermostat there. That's not a <laughs> gotta keep them babies sensitive. 
if you want to have any idea what temperature it is. New Heights Road Trip artwork. This is probably my favorite fan mention of the week. Um, it's, it's interesting. It's very detailed. I just, I mean, it's got a very apocalyptic feel. I don't know what is going on to, that led us to this moment in this uh, piece of artwork. There is but I, I dig it. For some reason, we have major either dirt or eyeshadow uh, all over. Um, we it's just given conquered. Me the regular season. That's yeah. what it's doing, right? Yeah. We got the mummer's hat in the back. We got the beer in the back. We got uh, an eagle. Flying with a Lombardi trophy. Lombardi in the back, too. You got two yeah. Lombardis up there. Confetti all over the place. This is just, this is a really nice piece. Well bizarre. done. It's well yeah. done. It's giving me, for some reason, I'm getting major Escape from New York vibes. I don't know if it's because I kind of look like Snake from Escape from New York. Do you ever, do you remember that movie? Nope. No? All right. Nope. This is way yeah. over my head. We'll move on. All right. <laughs> Anyways, that was an awesome piece of artwork. Uh, for those listening, if you want to see this artwork, you can go and check out the show on YouTube. Obviously, everybody who's listening on podcast forum just got nothing out of that entire segment. So <laughs> I'm sorry to have wasted five to ten minutes of your day. But, but uh, take five more minutes and uh, go check us out on YouTube. Yeah. Gain some reference. There we Point go. of view. All right. Here we go. It's time for I, I, it's becoming my favorite segment. No dumb questions. Just dumb people. People. As always, we're going to answer uh, one of your not dumb questions. And this week's dumb question is brought to you by our friends at NerdWallet. If you want to make smarter decisions about your money, check out our friends at NerdWallet. If you want someone to answer your not dumb football questions, ask us. So let's get uh, to uh, the uh, uh, not dumb question. Provided by Brandon Smith. At New Heights Show, what animal, if properly trained, would be most valuable on a football team, and what position would they play? Properly trained. Well, as I a fan of animals and football, there. I'm a big fan of combining this right here and uh, having this uh, discussion. So I think there's, a, there's some groundwork we got to establish. This is not a team of animals. This is just one animal. One animal. Right? So we have 10 players, one animal on the field. Yeah. Both teams get an animal. Any team playing gets an animal. Mm-hmm. What animal, if properly trained, would give lead to the biggest advantage or best team? Um, a lot of well, things to consider. Yeah, a lot of things to consider. I Are we like going? The obvious one is probably Bigfoot, right? I mean, he's the most human. Travis, of them all. We're, we're not talking about. And if we're not talking one about that, he, that could actually like catch a football, run with it. Um, Travis, there's no Sam Squanches in one game. There's no um, Sam Squanches. There's no uh, abominable <laughs> snowmen. There's no dragons. We're talking about things that you can find in a zoo or have opti- optically been uh, observed to have existed. Although Bigfoot, there are some uh, historically. Some well, yeah, but there's also some historical precedents of great apes that were that large. I forget what the thing's called. Something like uh, an orangutan-ish. Uh, this guy animal. does research, man. This guy's a but researcher. We're going to leave out the mythical beasts uh, on this uh, show for right now, and we're Fine. only going to discuss uh, observably uh, real animals. Uh, still, a lot of areas to go with this. We can go. Uh, obviously, is it, is it a bipedal or a quadrupedal animal? Is it uh, uh, an aerial subterranean? Um, who knows? Um, what, uh, do you have any choices I'm you're going to go with? I'm assuming you're just talking about, uh, animals on all four versus two. That's, 
That's quadrupedal and, and uh, bipedal. Is it bipedal? Bipedal? Yeah. Uh, air, be also known as a bird. Man. Uh, subterranean, be something like a gopher. I, I would be inclined to go subterranean, but I think they're too small to grab a football. Like the biggest subterranean animal would be a like a wombat. But what about a uh, what are they? And I don't know how fast they are at digging. Because I mean, really, so the the problem with aerial animals is for you to be considered in the field They're of play. Out of you got to get, you gotta get two feet in. You got to get two feet in before you're before it's a catch. Um, and uh, hey, subterranean and the- in the NFL, you can touch the ground until you're touched. You're not down. Mm. So a wombat, in theory, could tunnel a little hole right to the other end zone, pop his little wombat head up with the football touchdown. But I don't know how he's going to carry the football. I don't think their hands are big enough. Uh, I don't know how quick they are at tunneling. So I'm going to go, I'm saying the wombat's out. Wombat's um, out. Then you go into just big physical specimen animals. Uh, you know, you got gorillas, bear, uh, cheetah, pretty fast. Um, pretty damn fast. But you got to think, how is this thing going to carry cheetah? the ball? Yeah. No, What's carrying gotta, the ball? You got to go with the old, uh, what is it, the bipedal? You got to go bipedal, I think. Bipedal. Well, bi- uh, bears can be bipedal. So can yeah. gorillas. You've seen, you've seen those things at the zoo where the gorilla is walking on two feet. You know, you can go mm-hmm. bipedal, Definitely. holding that thing in one big paw. Uh, but a bear and a lion, they could also hold it in their mouth, if properly trained. If properly their mouths trained. are that's, big enough. That's why Brandon put properly trained. That's right. Same thing with a tiger. I would honestly, I think the greatest athletes in the animal kingdom appear to be cats. Oh, the cats, yeah. Yeah, big you know cats. what I mean? Big cats. Big, even small cats are pretty good athletes, but they, yeah, I think I think a lion or a, a puma, I mean, that's an athletic creature right there. I see, I've seen a leopard do some crazy shit. Yeah. I mean, not in person, obviously. But, <laughs> you know what I mean? Anyways, I'm, this is all leading to what I think the real answer is, which is an eagle. What? No. Their talons are big enough to hold a ball. But like you said, you, snap you gotta the ball, touch the ball. You give it to the eagle. It's gonna fly faster to the end zone than anything can run. It'll just and, and it's gonna touch down. But if we know the eagle's on the field, we just put somebody in the end zone and wait for it to try and touch down. Right? You're talking about it has to be in the field mm. of play. Yeah. And, we just and if grab there's that one thing, thing out of the ground and throw it out of bounds. So what's taking the eagle? Uh, what 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 thing are you putting on the field if it's not an eagle? I mean, you got to choose. You got to go. I would say gorilla. I'm thinking gorilla, man. A gorilla or a, or a grizzly bear. I mean, gorilla or a grizzly bear, man. Those yeah, things. I mean, if we're going size, you got to go elephant, though. What's gonna tackle an going elephant? To... <laughs> Nothing's gonna tackle an elephant. And it's got that big old trunk. You can throw it in there in the red zone. It's just gonna come down with any jump ball. No, not an elephant. Elephants. You can't bring down an elephant. Fuck. Right? Is yeah, a bear taking down an elephant? Something. Man, that'd be good. Can you trip an elephant good... up? I don't think so. It's 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 quadrupedal. It's hard to trip up a quadrupedal animal. <laughs> it's got three. It's got three other legs. They yeah, can balance on man. You, you got a bipedal. Going. That's how you. That's where you stick your leg out. Um, <laughs> I don't know, man. I think Mac Jones. It. I, I um, still think I'm going eagle, um, for obvious reasons. Oh, our producers are now informing us we have to give it a position. Uh. An eagle would obviously be a receiver. Um, it would be off the field on defense, which maybe that's maybe that's why you can't you shouldn't do eagle. It's wow. not going to be able to play both ways. Ooh, yeah. How's an eagle going to tackle anything? Elephant can play both ways. 
I don't care. Hippopotamus. Yeah. Hippopotamus. Maybe you go hippo because they're. It's an angry animal too. I think can move. You need aggression too. in the in the field of play. Um, no, I'm still going. I'm I'm going elephant. It's too big. Properly it's too trained. big or powerful. I'm going properly trained gorilla. And the other thing is, you could actually properly train an elephant. Those things are smart. Smart. Yeah, I was about to say you got to take in what can you what can you get it to actually do and perform. Like like you can get. I think you can get a gorilla to catch catch a football and run with it. Well, we're assuming that I all of these that. animals the are capable zoo. of learning. The next zoo. No, you can't. Uh, no, that's what it is. That. Well, that's what the question is. Assuming the properly trained animal, that means it's it properly to trained be, to play the to position. It has to be able to be trained, though. Correct. Well, no, no, no. I think it's, uh, we're taking the mental aspect out. We're just talking about physical characteristics. I think that that's the the debate. You still have not chosen an animal. What animal are you choosing? The closest thing to a yeti, a gorilla. A gorilla? Yes. I think it's a bad choice. They got short <laughs> legs. They got short choice. legs. You ever seen gorilla? They got short legs. Got long arms, but they I'm, Listen, I'm not sold on the gorilla. They got they can be both quadro and bipedal. They're also lazy. Gorillas are lazy. They sit around a lot. They they're not yep, see, but if they you don't have properly good train it. Give 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 a gorilla some pre workout. Listen, you want to see a stiff arm? <laughs> that elephant throwing that stiff arm trunk out there, that stiff trunk? That stiff trunk? That stiff trunk? How are you going to defend the stiff trunk? <laughs> oh, I just went somewhere else with that. Gosh, always going in the gutter. So, yeah, that does it for uh, for No Dumb Questions. Just two dumb people talking about it. No Dumb Questions is brought to you by our friends at NerdWallet. If you want to make smarter decisions about your money, check out our friends at NerdWallet. And if you want someone to answer your not dumb football questions, uh, maybe about elephants playing football, just ask us. Yeah. All right. The other... Now. The other positive about an elephant, I just thought about, elephants always remember. They never forget. Good luck also, fooling that thing. They're also scared of mice. Maybe you should have picked a mouse then. That would have been probably the best way to counter that. <laughs> and you can train mice. Yeah, I guess you can. Did we forget Air about Airbud? Air, Air Bud was a... Air Bud, yeah. Was it, it was originally basketball, then they tried well, to listen, make a football one. Let's be honest, Air Bud competed really, really well against a bunch of... Uh, 10 and 11 year olds full grown men they're gonna slap the shit out of okay there's there's no way a golden retriever is playing basketball with Kevin Durant out there this guy's got a good point well let's move on and before we wrap up week 18 we should talk about the playoffs officially running through new heights baby we did it number one seeds across the board baby Chiefs Eagles Double, double number ones we are both boy, did, clinched. Boy, did we back ourselves into that one. <laughs> you want to talk about, you know, that was, uh, we made it tight. Somehow it happened. Somehow I'm not quite sure how it happened. Uh, made it about as hard as you can make it. Football. Football happened. It's yeah. a crazy game, man. Did you celebrate? Did you celebrate when you got the number one seed or was it just like, gosh, thank gosh. Hell yeah. You kidding me? Yeah, nice. we were happy. We didn't, I didn't like keep my hat. You guys I'm got sure. number one seed hats? Well, we got NFC Conference Championship hats. Yeah. It took us to the very last game. We've had a chance to clinch this for the last two weeks, and uh, uh, it took us all the way to the wire to get it against the Giants, Yeah, uh, who were resting. So, you know, uh, but we'll take it. You think it's more of the first seed, getting that that bye week, you think it's more physical or mental? Both. Both? It's always both, huh? 
Yeah, but I mean, physically, obviously, having a bye week is is major. Uh, the other thing that I think is underrated is you get a week where you're not preparing for an opponent. You're just focusing on yourself, and it's not just players; like it's coaches. Like everybody gets a chance to like do a big time self evaluation. You go back to doing drills that you haven't done since training camp. Yeah. Um, you know, you're doing things that uh, really are much more about honing your game as opposed to preparing for someone else. And you try to keep track of this stuff in the regular season, but in the grand scheme of, like, you know, one, trying to stay healthy and fresh, two, trying to prepare for an opponent, you know, you lose track of some of these drills. And um, so I'm, I think it's a great week. You get a chance to go back out there and work some of these technique things that you haven't done for at this point three months, four months. Which which ones are, which uh, which drills are you doing, Jason? I'm trying to. Get um, some, trying to get I love some, sets on squares. I love sets on squares. Everything starts with your feet. Mm. Um, I, towel you know, drill. Tr- huh? Towel drill. What's towel drill? Where you roll up the towel, put it on, and get on the track. I don't know which one this is. That's a that's a George Kittle drill. He he does it, so I do it. Try to make me a better blocker. He taught us it at uh, tight end. You. I don't know what this drill is, so I, I don't. You know, roll I can't up a towel. You roll up a towel. You put yeah. it. You put it on a line. You act. You act as if that's the track. You know. You work on your footwork. Six, six inch steps. Not take it too big of it. Yeah, I, j- I just use the line. Yeah. What do I need a towel for if you have a line? I well, do. That, I do well, believe in. Not everybody step- has a line, Jason. Well, I mean, we have lines. We have a whole field painted with lines on it. I grab one of the lines. I step over the line. There you go. We got to get this thing back on track. All right. I'm looking forward to sets on squares. I'm looking forward to uh, even just working base blocks and fits with my hands. Looking forward to maybe doing some one-on-one pass sets. Ooh. Um, pads on? You know, Throw the pads on. pads on. We're putting the pads Throw on. Throw the pads on, baby. You guys not That's putting the pads on? Huh? It's, come on now. It's Coach Reed. Come yeah. on now. It's an old school, old school guy. You know exactly All what right. that means. All right. So you're putting the pads on. Pads, are, pads, pads have been on. They pads have not been on. They have not been on. Who are you lying to? <laughs> <laughs> but they will be on this week. But that's the benefit of the bye week. You put the pads back on. You go out there. You you do some things that you Controlled. haven't done in a long time. Nobody on yeah. the ground. Nope. Everyone stays off the well, ground. Always. always. Union it up. Um, but get some work in, baby. Yeah. A lot, a lot of guys getting out of town. I you have got, no you, idea. You got guys jumping out of town? I don't, I, don't So know. far, we, I don't know anybody that's jumping out of town. I think uh, I think it's a good good chance to rest up and uh you don't want to sit around the couch all week you want to keep the body moving you don't want to mm-hmm. get you don't want to get lazy but right um i don't know too many people that are that are you know jumping out of town like they would on a, a season by week that is yeah i don't know in season by week i i haven't heard too many people leaving town um but i'm sure that some of the guys will yeah you're not you guys aren't going down to down to florida jumping on a yacht with trey songs no definitely not Definitely not I don't know that. that I don't know that I, I'd be doing that regardless. Uh, but there might be some guys doing it. I don't know. I'm not going to speak for everybody. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I don't think it's going to impact playing a football game the following week. So, hey, if you guys want to go hop on a boat with Trey Songs, go for it. The show. <laughs> Got that importance of home field advantage, man. You can't say enough about what that means, especially in cities like Philly and Kansas City, man, where you got diehard football fans. Yeah. Screaming their tail off and really making it an advantage when you play at the house. Yeah, that's obviously the other advantage of the number one seed is everything runs through your 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 field. Yeah. So, um, you know, we've last time we did this in Philly, we had some unbelievably electric environments at the link. 
I was and, there. Uh, I was yeah. there for a few. I think it'll be uh, the same way this time around. I'll be looking forward to watching the games this week to seeing uh, who we end up playing. Me and you both, brother. Trav. Yeah, bud. Got a quick hypothetical for you. Mm-hmm. Fourth and one. What is the smart decision? I've heard this one before, man. We all know the answer. I'm assuming you're talking about the other 8%. You could either roll out the pocket, uh, maybe throw it deep. You know, everyone's thinking you're going for one yard, go for a Come longer on. touchdown. Come on. What you got? Trav, you know the answer. That's because 92% of the time it works every time. All right, now. The smartest decision is to sneak it. But we can sit here and talk play calls all day. If you want to make the smart call about your finances – you got to check out NerdWallet. That's right. NerdWallet is where you can compare top financial products side by side and make the best decision about your finances. NerdWallet has a whole team of actual nerds. What? That's right. Who will help you find your next credit card savings account and more. And these aren't just regular nerds. What kind of nerds? We can 100% guarantee these are pure grade A, never touch the football in their lives, <laughs> nerds. <laughs> pure. That's right. The nerds that run the world who only care about one thing, and that's your finances. The nerds at NerdWallet have the expertise to back it up with their objective ratings on top financial products for you. Are you looking for a credit card that rewards you for what you spend on the most? Yeah. Yeah, well, NerdWallet can help you find a cashback card that earns extra cash back on groceries, gas, or even sports gear. So, listeners, it's time to make the smart play with the nerds at NerdWallet. Compare and find top cashback credit cards, savings accounts, and more at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet, the smartest decisions for all your financial decisions. Be a nerd. Don't be a dummy. Well, Trey, we got a new sponsor hey. on today's show, and that's SeatGeek. I'm a big fan of uh, nerds and geeks. Kind of run the world, if you really think about it. They sure make my life easier. And uh, with over 28 million downloads, SeatGeek is the number one rated ticketing app. That's crazy, man. There's more than 70,000 events every single day on SeatGeek. Mind-blowing, including sports, concerts, festivals, and more. And uh, they always want to make sure that you're getting a good deal. So when you're on the app, look for the great deals. And the green dots, the green means good. The red means bad. And SeatGeek wanted to do something special for us, something they don't normally do. In honor of the NFL playoffs, SeatGeek is offering 15% off playoff tickets with code KELSEY. All right now. Whoa. That code works whether you are a first-time buyer or you're coming back for more. Do we think the Link or Arrowhead will be crazier in the playoffs? Come on now. Yeah, with the loudest stadium in the world. Yeah, all right. Come on into the Link. Get some batteries thrown at you. (laughs) (laughs) So if you're going into the playoffs this weekend, make sure to use code Kelsey for 15% off batteries and tickets. Link to the download is in the description. Well, before we get to next week, Let's get to uh, what happened this past week. All right, now. Let's tee up these 12 bold topics. That's right. We got uh, 12 bold topics to wrap up week 18 in the National Football League, which is the regular season wrap-up. Starting off with both of our games, we always do this where I tee up the topics on Jason. uh, Jason's game, and Jason tees up the topics on the the Chiefs game we had this past week. You want to start us off, brother? Let's do it. Let's Let's get to your game first. All right, now. Chiefs at Raiders. You guys needed to win this one to secure the number one seed. In Las Vegas, Chiefs 31, Raiders 13. Let's get to what everybody wants to talk about, this weird play. What what did you guys – first of all, what was this? This was, I think, um, the – what is it? The – 
This is what happens when a whole bunch of guys just stay in a cube room for so long yep. that they just start making up shit. What can and we I think, think of? What can we do that could just yeah. throw the other team off, right? Well, and uh, I mean, that's what yeah. the quarterbacks were doing. It quarterbacks, uh, yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't have anything to do with this play. I usually, I usually throw my two cents in, say, "Hey, we should do this, we should do that." And I just, I came in on Friday, and this was the play in the red zone. The it quarterback was, room is the one that came up with this play. Yeah, the QB room definitely came up with this one. All right. The old, uh, the what do you call it? Go Snow ahead. globe. You, you no. guys called it. What did you guys call it? We called it the Arctic Circle of Death. Snow globe left. Snow globe left. Snow globe left. Listen, you guys. Reindeer personnel. It was originally supposed to be like a Christmas Rain, game. Reindeer. So it was this was to be like installed a Christmas for game. the Christmas game. It's supposed to be a fun Christmas game. So it's been in for a day. minute. Yes, it's been in for a little while. We had to, you know, right. make sure we called it when in the right time. Uh, being up in, I think it was two scores, three scores in the uh, in the third quarter. Uh, or Got fourth it. quarter. I forget which, which quarter we actually ran it in. Um, I don't yeah. know. You guys are winning. It's one of Either those way. plays that, that gets called. You can't, you can't call that down. I mean, you can. Yeah. You can. That's one of those plays that gets called when uh, you're you're up a few scores and you're just going for style points. It was, yeah. It was definitely a style points kind of play. Um, I I thought it was a little bit of a, you know, I thought it was only supposed to be for Christmas because a play like that, can it can look like a fuck you play if it's not like, I don't know. You don't want to be uh, a showboat. Yeah. You know what I mean? You don't want to. Yeah, but it's the Raiders, so I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, listen, it's the NFL. I, I, I'm, they're, they're, it's all, you know. I will say everything's this. live. That that's the that's the fun of it. That's the fun of being in a Coach Reed offense. That's the fun of you know, yeah, going through I mean, a season like this. You start making up wacky stuff and finally put it put it into into a game. It works. You know what I mean? When yeah. when crazy stuff like that works. It's just a whole lot more fun in the Well, building. there's always one or two of these kind of crazy plays in every week, and you usually don't run it. And you run it when <laughs> Not you're quite winning. Like this. Not quite. You're like running this, uh, when you're winning by quite a bit. Um, and I don't care what you guys called it Snow Globe, Arctic Death. That's all nonsense. That was Ring Around the Posy. I, I've seen Ring Around the Posy, <laughs> and I've seen Ring Around the Tony now. Ring that's Around the Tony. Yeah. That that's, that's, a, that's a classic childhood game right there. And, uh, it was a. I thought it was a genius way to try and uh, create um, uh, deception. And uh, you want to talk about flanking? Listen, you're King <laughs> that flanking. Was the ultimate flank. That's a flanking that was play flank. right there. You're right. <laughs> over here. Hey there. Over here. Yeah. Just lull him to sleep. Which it Works was a touchdown, if not for, in my opinion, a really bad call on uh, Creed Humphrey. The ref just uh, had to ruin the fun, man. Yeah. The ref just had to ruin the fun, man. We're yep. all just trying to have. A it good was time so confusing. It confused the refs. <laughs> That's yeah, how you know it's a good play. They can't do that. Not yeah. allowed. I don't know what just happened, but that's not allowed. <laughs> 52. 52. I, I, saw, I saw him throw somebody on the ground. Um, not everyone loved it. Broncos offensive guard Quinn Miners. Uh, the Chiefs little ring around the rosy play versus the Raiders pissed me off. Okay. Why? I mean, because that's what I'm saying. It's kind of a fuck you play. It is. In a, in a sense, but Listen, every play is a fuck you play. Yeah. What are we talking about? I guess he doesn't like it. He doesn't yeah. like it. Well, be Miners. better. I don't know. It just sounds like, I mean, yeah, he's a Broncos guy. Not surprising. A Broncos guy is feeling a certain way about the Chiefs season. And I like Quinn Miners. 
Uh, I mean, this is a guy who was pass blocking a tree. If you guys can find that production. Oh, team. that's, that's uh, coming out. Is. You remember this guy? That's and he's what? over here he, upset about the exactly. ring around the rosy. This guy's styling on a tree, and now all of a sudden, ring around the posies not all only, bad. Not Come only on, is he Glenn. not only is he doing that, he's recording it. Yeah, you're re- yeah. you're recording you blocking yeah. a tree. I mean, I loved it. I loved every second of it, and I love the way this guy plays the game. I'm about to be in um, the backyard, getting after it today. Yeah, listen, get some. Uh, maybe that's the bye week. Uh, uh, back to the basics, baby. Back to the basics, baby. Put these ten two hand punch tight. <laughs> right to the sternum. Were you at all dizzy when you guys were doing the no, no. I uh, will s- Arctic Circle, uh, DEFCON 5, whatever you guys ended up calling it, <laughs> Ring Around the Rosie Play? You know that moment that you get on a roller coaster and you're like going up the roller coaster real slow? And yes. Like, like it's, it's building. Yes, yeah. it's like building like we're really doing this. We're, when I put my arms around the guys mm-hmm. and we started going to circle, I was just like, whoo! Was, a, was anybody laughing in the middle of the play? There had to be people laughing in the well, middle We all of the play. were like, oh, wow, we're really going to run this. This is what we're doing. That's why I'm like, it's like, it felt like, you know what I mean? Like, oh my gosh, this is happening. This is Was really it kind of like that we're point doing this. where you guys like reach up? It was like, oh. When, when KT, when the Joker caught it and I saw him like break that first, like, I don't even want to say it was a tackle, but bro- broke through one of the tackles. It was like, yeah. And uh, yeah, by the, and, uh, by the, the way, ref ruined it. Yeah, I well, listen, let's not get on the refs, okay? They got enough people getting on them. No, no, no. I, I, I could see by, I mean, I could see getting we scored the next on that play. too. Exactly. All righty, decade of Andy Reid in Kansas City. What a legend, man! What I mean, he's been there for ten years now, which is crazy to think about because he was in Can. I mean, he was in Philadelphia when I first got in the league. He's the one who made, drafted me. So made the playoffs what, nine times, yeah. won the division seven. Yeah, you've been with him the entire time. You yeah. was your first. You were part of his first draft in Kansas City. Yes, I was. Um, have you noticed anything change or evolve in the ten years you've been with him? Um, not really. I feel like he's been pretty steady. I mean, he's an old school style coach. You know what I mean? He's got he's got a he's got a method, um, a certain routine year year in year out of how to make a team better, how to get a team you know, rested in the, in the when it needs to, um, how to get a team motivated. He's got he's got his certain ways, and it, it, he doesn't yeah. like he doesn't fray from it at all. And that's what makes him great. You know, he he keeps the pedal, he keeps his foot on the pedal when it comes to motivating and and making sure you're doing your job. Um, and he does it in a fun way, man. And uh, and that's why we have a lot of fun winning games out here. Yeah, I think um, Andy obviously, I think he's the best coach. And the time I've been in the NFL, there'd be one other guy you could probably consider um, mm-hmm. over in New England. But, um, yeah, you know, I don't think you become the best by continually changing and evolving. I think you you become the best and remain there um, for as long as he has, both in Philadelphia and Kansas City, because of who he is and kind of like his natural ability to lead, his natural ability to, you know, get the best out of the, the people around him. Yeah. Uh, to manage human beings, emotional intelligence. Andy Reid has all of that stuff. And, um, you know, you change and evolve scheme. You change and evolve uh, how to attack and what you're going to do on the field. But I got to think Andy Reid probably is Andy Reid. Um, Every day, baby. You know what you're getting. Yeah. yeah. Do you got a fav- favorite Andy Reid story? 
in the 10 years you've been there? Um, Man, favorite Andy Reid story. Yeah, it's tough. A lot of them, I'm sure. Yeah, there's... Do you Nothing are you inclined when I ask you that question? Do you immediately think of positive Andy Reid memories or <laughs> negative you know, Andy Reid? Because the ones I, I think of are tell. negative about my reactions with Andy Reid for the most part. Yeah, you know I, I still um, remember. Um, I was in, <laughs> you just knew I was going in the tank there. I was like, yeah, I don't want to tell that one. Don't well, tell because that I one. Think, don't want to tell that one. Well, I think Andy. Oh. Um, we already told def- one. Andy we- loves you, Andy loves you up, right? He loves up all of his guys. Right. He's a he's he's a, just that type of guy. But um, I think everybody knows that a pissed off Andy Reid is like the most impressed. Like when Andy is mad at you, there is nothing you feel. It's like an aura in the room, right? Oh yeah. It's like man, I don't know what. Big Bear's uh, mad. Big yeah, Bear's this mad. This is not good. Not good at all. Hey, tighten it up. Tighten up. Yep. Stop smiling. Tighten it up. Um, 100%. And uh, like you said, he's like, that's just how he is. But that's how he motivates. That's how he keeps the discipline on everybody. You know what I mean? He it's, he always wants everybody to show their personality. But at the yeah. end of the day, we mean business. And, and and that's at the forefront of every single year, every single day. What, is that we've yeah, got to be man. taking care of business. What, and big, there, big, there Red, no- big Red has some awesome post-game moments, too. Co- some, coach, some coaches will... You know what I mean? Movie day. You know, we're not practicing. Let's go to the water park. We're practicing. You guys didn't go to a water park? No, we're not going. No water park? Every day is what it's supposed to be, and that's practice and work. Really? That's been the breakdown of, like, every uh, last practice of OTAs is, like, water park on three. Because <laughs> you know it's going to be some type of uh, shenanigans on that last day. What? So, yeah, I mean – well, you got this past one. I thought you got that. Uh, you give him a cheeseburger for uh, Christmas. Thought oh, that yeah. was great. Oh yeah. Uh, isn't there some like? Wasn't there like a Kool Aid like uh, uh, Big Red moment thing? <laughs> he, what am I thinking of? He came running into the to the after the locker room, right? I, it was just the locker room after a win. He came yeah. running in there, all fired up, and sure enough, man, they made they put a big brick wall. Somebody did some some good <laughs> editing. Uh, editing, yeah. Turned oh him into the Kool Aid Man breaking through the wall. That was classic. I don't know. My favorite Andy Reid stories are probably my draft day. Um, I think uh, we had. Uh, I've already told that story. Um, I the, was. Uh, um, I got. A, I got a pretty good one that happened just go. a couple of days ago. There you go. Um, I um. I was feeling it after uh, after last game, and we had a short week this past week. So mm-hmm. um, I think who was it that we played? Before? It was the Broncos. So we played the Broncos, yeah. got banged up, took a, took a few big hits, and I uh, I'm trying to go to work on a Tuesday, and we have walkthrough and stuff. So I'm walking around out there in some some like lawn mowers, like some shoes that I've had in the in the closet or in my locker for since like 2010. 15 yeah. and uh i got this long sleeve on i got i had i had probably hadn't had a haircut in like two weeks and i'm moving 10 times slower than everybody else and uh coach reed we're watching the film afterwards and we're just watching walk through pause it circles me with the laser and says this is what seven on seven at the retirement home looks like <laughs> and i didn't say shit I was, i'm just the oldest one in the room moving the slowest yep. just like it's a good one, Big Red. Got Note me. taken. All right. 
<laughs> pick that up next time. He's got little. He's got little sayings like that, man. That uh, that make it fun. It's hard to. That's one of the reasons it's hard to do a favorite Andy Reid story because like it's, it's all of the best stories are only good because it's Andy Reid, and his like personality and who he is makes all of these moments uh, memorable and impactful. Um, well, yeah. we need to talk about a quote from you. Everybody's always asking how the heck I get open. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, I got Coach Reed, baby. Big Red. When you got Coach Reed, he can get anybody open. He can get my dad open if he was out there. Big Ed. He could that might be the one person Ed. he won't be able to get open. Let's be honest. He ain't Big Ed ain't getting open <laughs> oh, anywhere. He ain't got no knees, man. No, the knees don't work. He's got new knees. He's got new knees? He's got new knees. New knees! <laughs> he, uh, I will say this. We were talking about he doesn't, he doesn't really change, but you talked about how scheme always has to change, always has to keep uh, evolving. Um, yeah mentioned it before how he's changed the tight end position for a guy like me what the what the tight end looks like in this offense is way different than what it was when I first got into the league um especially here in Kansas City um with Alex Smith and then Pat um having Tyreek out there changed a lot of what we were doing and the type of routes that I could run um but coach Reed nonstop evolved this tight end position for me and um I can't say how much I love him for that. Um, coach Heck, uh, Andy Heck, our, our yeah, offensive baby. line coach, run game guy, also uh, helped transition me into that role, um, seeing how much the RPOs um, have changed the tight end position in the in the offense in general. And with that, it's just like the evolution uh, and Coach Reed being the creative genius behind it all. A lot of people don't understand. Coach Reed was a tight end coach in Green Bay. Like, he understands the position yeah. – he was an O line coach uh, at, at other spots offensive in college. Coach, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so he he gets the grand scheme of things for sure, and uh, he understands the type of mismatches a, a tight end could have. So I uh, I I owe a lot of my career, if not all my career, to that big guy. Um, so cheers to cheers to ten more. Yeah. Sum up this season in one word for the Kansas City Chiefs so far. I don't have a very big vocabulary. This is uh this is gonna be tough. Um. Doesn't have to be a big word. But it has to be meaningful, you know what I mean? And I don't know meanings. Um, I would say one word as planned. <laughs> Two words, but uh, you know, maybe, so the, what, maybe you the, can say it's hyphenated. Hyphenated. If uh, somebody nah, with a bigger no. vocabulary can give me one word that describes as planned. Um, as planned. Um, help me out here. Foreseeable. There we go, foreseeable. Saw there coming. Knew it. All righty. Had Good it deal. coming. If you, if you would have asked me before the season, would we win the division? <laughs> yes. Would we get the number one seed? Yes. Well, not everybody was on board with that. We'll get to that in a little bit. But um, you had a lot of people that didn't know if uh, the Chiefs were going to be able to, to uh, be the same team of old. Listen, it's a lot of dumb questions. It's a lot of dumb And people. a lot of dumb <laughs> 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 All right. All right. Let's. Right, uh, I, think, I think that sums up that section pretty good. All right. All right, all right now. All right now. Moving on to the Eagles over the Giants. Eagles twenty-two. Giants sixteen. Jalen's back. Got back, a, baby. The system. Got a, the it's system back. is back. Uh, after after missing two games, um, two tough games for the Eagles going into the last one. Got to win to get the number one seed. You guys go uh, handle business, baby. It was at the link, wasn't it? It was at the link. At the link. 
Not, it not was, a bad um, gig. Not a bad yeah. gig. At what the link against the Giants. What was the prep like this week for Jalen? Was he uh, was he out there? Was he practicing every single week? Or I mean, I don't want to yeah. get into it. or every single day. Or is he, he was. That's what's yeah. up, man. He was out there every day. Um, obviously, still a little banged up and um, not a hundred percent healthy. Uh, so we the this, the full system was uh, a little bit different. But um, man, he's been itching to get back out on the field, and you can see it on his face. He's a, he's a guy that always man. wants to be out there. Um, you know, shout out to I mean Gardner Minshew played his tail off. In, in Jalen's absence, uh, and it, but it was nice to have Jalen back out there. And you know, we've we've played a lot of games with 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 Jalen at this point. You know, his personality, who he is, uh, his leadership abilities, all these things culminate into um, you know making for a pretty dang dynamic and efficient offense. Yeah. So it was awesome to have him back out there this week. Well, he was he was in quotes saying, um, "I feel like coming into this game." I've been pushing myself beyond measure to try and be available. And um, as you would expect, absolutely nothing else, uh, nothing less um, from him as a, as a competitor and, and just a leader on that team. But yeah. is it is it harder to get ready for a team that really doesn't have much to play for? It's definitely different. Yeah. Yeah, I think, um, you know, when you're playing a team that already is clinched and you don't know if they're resting, who's playing – it just leads to more unknowns that are going to happen on game day. You know, you don't know what personnel is going to be out there. You know, the, the coordinators are likely not going to stick to uh, the script that um, they're usually sticking to with the starters out there. Or, yeah. You know, so, you know, I thought, um, you know, it's one of those things where you kind of got to be ready for anything. And, A few more um, curveballs. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you're waiting up until game day to find out who's playing. Um so obviously, Giants elected to rest a lot of guys, uh, but man, Wink was dialing it up. Uh, their defensive coordinator wasn't holding back. Uh, their coaches obviously are a big reason that they've been so successful. Um, so you know, I think uh, it certainly wasn't easy. That's yeah. for dang sure. You always got to be ready for those special teams fakes, man. Those those games, yeah. Well, they, they did a they did a surprise on side for the uh, second half. Get it? Did they get it? They did not. They, ah. they missed it. But it's unfortunate. you're right. Yeah, you always got to be ready for that stuff. Eagles offensive records. They might it might be the best Eagles offensive season of all time. If it, if you're looking at these statistically, numbers. I think uh, yeah, even better than the dream team. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think it's in some ways like all these numbers from here on out are a little bit different because you have another game. Seventeen. Yeah. But you know, a lot of these numbers were set in place long before this last game. Yeah. So. I hear you on that. I hear you on that. But AJ Brown, most yards in a, in a season for his yep. career, or like, actually, uh, I think Mike Quick's record. I think Mike Quick. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh, nice. So it wasn't just for him. It was the, no, no. This is the Eagles', Eagles uh, most right on. receiving yards in a single season. And then uh, obviously Miles Sanders' first thousand yard season since Shady, uh, yep. Devontae Smith, most receptions in a season ninety five. I thought I, I thought that was going to be a little higher. I think that that is a wide receiver. I think Ertz holds the record for most receptions, but maybe I'm wrong. Definitely broke the record. He broke the tight end record for, I think he had like 113. So it's definitely receivers for sure. Gotcha. Jalen Hurts, uh, most rushing TDs by an Eagles QB in the season, franchise mm-hmm. record in uh, yep. yards as well mm-hmm. for a QB. And then uh, the franchise points. Yeah, the points, baby. Points. Hey. Most points, four hundred and seventy-seven points. That's wild, man. That's a lot. Of, that's a lot of touchdowns. Yeah, we did a we did a good job of finding the end zone this year. Um, 
Yeah, we had a we had a dynamic group of guys. I mean, we we ended last season um, with a lot of momentum. You know, I think one of the stats that people have put up is, you know, Jalen Hurts since week ten of last year is nineteen and one or something like that. Like, um, you know, it's and that might have been before this last game, but you know, we we ended last season well. We obviously adding AJ Brown. You know, you're curious to how that's going to fit in, but pretty darn good player. So you think it's going to make a big difference. Devontae Smith, Devontae Smith being a year older, uh, the coaches being another year with the same group of guys, Jalen being the same year with the coaches. The system. Uh, got a great offensive line. You know, I mean, we've got a lot of really, really good pieces. And um, it's been a really fun year for our offense. Well, so. we, um, we're still waiting on that Jason Kelsey touchdown, man. I mean, <laughs> come on. Come on, coach. We got to dial it up. If we're if we're dialing up the Arctic Circle of Death, snow globe left out of reindeer personnel, we can figure out something for Jason Kelsey. I think uh, Jason Kelsey's good on as long as I'm blocking for a touchdown. I'm happy. I don't need to be catching any balls. That's a lot of added pressure right there. All right now. So what sums up? We got to do it. Do it for your team as well, man. What sums up the season in one word for the 2022 Philadelphia Eagles? Um, Man, uh, I would say unfinished. Damn, that's good, man. Yeah. I think we're we're very happy with where we're at this year and we're happy that we're the number one seed. But um, you know, that ain't the goal. You know, winning the regular season is great. Uh it's a hard accomplishment for or winning the regular season for the NFC. But um, you know, I think that all of us uh would like to uh make this season a lot more meaningful than that. And um you know, it's uh, it's not done, and, uh, you know, we're trying to keep our focus on what's next. Job not finished, man. Before we get to the rest of the show, if you love Daily Fantasy, you need to check out our partner, DraftKings. They're giving new customers a free shot at a share of millions in prizes with their first Damn. deposit. Millions? All new customers need to do is download the DraftKings app now and sign up using promo code NEWHEIGHTS. You heard the man playing Daily Fantasy football is easy. Just pick from your favorite players each week and like contests. That guy's not too bad. And win cash prizes weekly. And with a free shot at a share of millions of dollars in total prizes with your first deposit, it's the perfect time to show off your football game, baby. So download the DraftKings app now and sign up using promo code New Heights. This week, new customers can get a free shot at a share of millions of dollars in total prizes with your first deposit. Just enter that promo code New Heights to get yeah. a free shot at a share of millions of total prizes with your first deposit, ladies and gentlemen. That's code New Heights, only at DraftKings. And before we get to the rest of the show, we need to shout out uh, one of our incredible sponsors, one of our first sponsors. Shout out. Yeah, um, and it's uh, one of the products I take every day. I started taking AG1 because they gave it to uh, us for free, and I've been taking it ever since. I could use some athletic greens myself. How have you been feeling, though? You been feeling good? Are you uh, The green juices getting you going or what? I feel great, and it's uh, it's not a juice. It's uh, a vitamin, a uh, multivitamin uh, mineral. Uh, Excuse me? Uh, probiotic, yeah. it's uh, It's got a lot of stuff in there. It's got a lot of good green stuff chopped up in it. Uh, and, uh, honestly, I feel great. Is it easy to, to do every single day or does it get redundant? No, it's easy. You, you take it every morning when you wake up on an empty stomach, take one scoop of AG1, mix it in with water and, uh, you're good for the day. If you guys listening have been looking for something simple to start your day off healthy, 
Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. You heard the man. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash newheights. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash newheights to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Let's move on to the uh, players' insights on the NFL storylines, baby. Uh, Bills kickoff return, dog. Electric. What an this emotional. What an emotional day. Emotional game. Um, the the everything leading up to it that the the broadcast did. When you have these crazy people that say the NFL is scripted, stuff like this happens, and you're like, the NFL might be scripted. Man, I was. Uh, I mean, I was so emotional. I got chills and like I almost got like teary eyed. Like that was an yeah. electric. Electric play for it to happen like it did. How the how the beginning of the game uh, was built up um, all around Demar and and his family, um, and just you know being thankful that he's all right. And then you see, um, what is it, Naheem Naheem Hines? Naheem Hines. Yep. Naheem Hines. Naheem man. Hines. He had two of them too. It wasn't just uh, it wasn't just that first one. It was, the second one was electric too. But that first one, man. Yeah, that first one was it though. Yeah, it was like coming was, right off of a canceled game. Obviously, with the DeMar Hamlin uh, injury, uh, which thankfully we've gotten a lot of great news on that front. Uh, but man, this was, you know, you know, we were getting ready to play our game and I went into the training room to catch the only TV that's in there mm-hmm. and uh, see what's going on uh, across the league. And I knew this game was starting. I was interested to see what was going to happen. Uh, you could see the emotion. You could feel the emotion leading up to it. it. You could feel and it. And the, the moment that that thing happened, it was, I mean, I, you couldn't help but be just like happy for jubilated. I mean, it was just a of sense time. of euphoria across, I think, the entire NFL community when that happened, if you were watching it. And to see the look on, you know, uh, Coach uh, Sean McDermott's face, to see the look on, you know, Josh Allen, all these guys were so just like happy. It was like a, uh, like a weight had been lifted Man. Uh, to s- signal that, uh, you know, hey, we're we're back to doing what we love. We're back out here doing this for DeMar, uh, and we're back out here playing football. Um, I mean, you could not have come up with a better way to get back uh, to playing football for the Buffalo Bills. Awesome moment. Awesome moment, man. Did this week feel different for you? No, I'm not going to lie. It did not. I, I approached it as a normal work week. Um you know, I think obviously all the stuff early on with the unknown about uh, Hamlin's injury, you know, that was a little bit different, yeah. right? But football, you know, we've kind of said this before, but I think, you know, that's one of the things that for me doesn't really change. I just go out there and play football. Um, it's my one way to escape. So, um, no, that didn't – for me, that didn't feel any different. But it was obviously different watching that game. What's wild is you got – you got uh... – Demar Hamlin, number three. Everybody's mm-hmm. throwing up the threes throughout the entire game. That was the Bills' first kick return for a touchdown in three years and three months. Oh. Wow. Number three was uh, – he was in the building, that's for sure. Yeah, um, for sure. He's on everybody's mind, everybody's heart, and uh, every, there, there were a lot of guys playing for him. Um, and uh, what an electric moment, man. What an electric yeah. moment. Next storyline we got, Lovey Smith. Goes out with a win. Fired immediately afterwards, but he got that win in beating the uh, beating the Colts 
in securing or losing uh, the number one pick, securing the number two pick now, I think. Yeah. Uh, Texans complete a fourth quarter comeback, trailing by seven in the fourth quarter. They convert on fourth and 20 for a 28-yard touchdown. I'll tell you what, that play was... <laughs> and then, <laughs> instead of kicking in and going into overtime... Oh, play for the win right now. Hey, we're playing to win this game. We're playing to win this game. Lovey That's goes for two, gets it. I love it, Lovey. I absolutely love it. And a hell of a play call, too. Two-point conversion um, sealed the game for him. Uh, there was still, I think, like 50 seconds left or something like that. But um, yeah. Texans uh, ended up winning the game. And do um, you think – I mean, it gave the Bears – Lovey Smith was once a was once a Bears coach. Yeah. Do you think he he might have knew and was doing a little bit just, of undercover uh, – I don't know, man. I don't know. That's it's awfully. Uh, it's it's interesting. Off, awfully, awfully conspiratorial. <laughs> um, you know, I think the. Yeah, it is. I mean, it is crazy. You know, the, the Texans lose obviously the first and thirty second picks, but I don't know. For me, I'm always a fan of playing to win the game. In the grand scheme of things, what is the difference of the first and second pick? Now it's Chicago. They already got a quarterback. You got to think the Texans are going to probably eye down one of these quarterbacks. Although I don't want to speculate on where they're going to go. Um, it's important to win in this league. I know a lot gets said about tanking, and I just don't think there are that many instances that it makes sense to lose on purpose in the NFL. I can't I can't get on board with it. That's for damn sure. And I don't think it's ever the players. We were talking about that earlier. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that this is usually – players always play to win. Uh, for the Yeah, I can't really think of – unless you got some player that's in with uh, Vegas or something like that. Uh, I think – Every team I've ever been on, uh, the players are always playing uh, as hard as they can. And for the most part, I think the coaches coach as hard as they can. I think that this is maybe something upstairs, uh, but I just don't think it makes that much sense. Unless you have like a quarterback that you think is going to be the next, you know. Pat Mahomes. Pat Mahomes, Tom Brady, Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. You know, unless you got a guy at number one that you believe that much in, Nobody, no one player is going to make that big of a difference as 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 your team trying to lose a game collectively. I just don't. It's it's different than basketball. You know, it's it's different than other sports. And even in basketball, I've seen it not pan out well. Once you start losing games on purpose and devaluing uh, each and every game, I think that's a dangerous that's road a to go down. In the culture. Room. That's a yeah. bad culture, man. So I, I don't think. Hopefully, it's, that's not what was happening, but. No, well, it, it certainly wasn't. They won the game. Yeah, good point. Now, maybe some things happen upstairs, and they do some things to try and maybe not put guys in the best position, things like that. Yeah, that's where I'm at with the whole tanking thing. And I love that Lovey Smith went out there to win. The, you play to win the game. You play football to win the game. <laughs> Who are you quoting right now? I don't know. I think I've heard that before. Well, Alrighty. moving on to Lions-Seahawks, man. The Lions... Packers, the Lions save the Seahawks season. They beat the Packers in Lambeau to to end the Packers season. Um, Another in a meaningless, meaningless game. Meaningless, meaningless. They're all meaningful. Come on, listen. Meaningless game, especially when you're playing for Dan Campbell, baby. Yeah, you you know, when you're biting kneecaps, nothing is meaningless. <laughs> Everything has meaning when you're biting kneecaps. Every every single step, baby. Yeah, knock Green Bay out of the playoffs, man. Um, Lions safety Kirby Joseph after the game tweeted 
if if we're not playing, y'all not playing either. I don't care. Yeah. Um, what a quote, man. Yeah. If we're not playing, y'all ain't either, man. Um, hey. That's how you. That's how you know. They, they, Doesn't was, surprise me. That, that game had some bit. meaning. That yeah. game had some meaning. You want to talk about a team? First of all, the Lions have been playing really, really good football in the second half of this season. Almost snuck into the playoffs themselves. Uh, missed out on it by one game, I think, last week. Uh, I think, uh, you know, Dan Campbell has put certainly an atmosphere in that building and in Detroit of hard work, toughness, grit, uh, and and desire. I mean, yeah. those guys play hard each and every game. They run the ball hard. Obviously, um, uh, oh, my gosh, what's his name? Broke Barry Sanders' record this past Jamal, week. Uh, Jamal Williams. Thank you, Jamal Williams. Um, he, um, they got the right leaders, too. Like a guy yeah. like Jamal pours his heart out there, man. So, does not surprise me at all that these guys went out there and, uh, you know, played a dang good game and knocked the Packers out. If you're the Packers, man, that, Lee, that, that hurts. hurts, man. That hurts, hurts big time. And they, they were another team that was great second play, half. Yeah, yeah they're play playing their better. best ball this part of the year. Um, you know, I think both of these teams would have been incredibly dangerous in the NFC playoffs. Because they both were playing their best ball right now. And, uh, you know, you knew this game was going to be meaningful and a tough one for either one of them. Uh, is this Rodgers' last game, you think? No. Well, last game in Green Bay. They just they just extended him. I don't think I, he leaves Green Bay. I think he stays I, in Green Bay. I feel like every, every season, though, is a big question on whether or not Aaron Rodgers is going to keep playing football. Well, that's or, what happens when you get old. Keep playing yeah. in Green Bay. Listen, when you get old, people want to know, hey, are you still going to uh, be willing to potentially hurt yourself for uh, money that you <laughs> largely don't need anymore? Everybody loves, to, every, everybody loves to play the game of, oh, if he was on a different team. Yeah. I mean, that's like, the, listen, that's like their favorite game to play in the offseason. This well, is like the last two years. With the San Fran. Last, uh, last offseason, you know, Green Bay started off bad. And everybody's like, oh, Rodgers is done. They end up. He ends up winning the MVP. MVP. This year, everybody's like, hey, Aaron Rodgers ain't got it anymore. They end up being one game away from making the playoffs and an incredible second half of the season. So, I don't know when Rodgers is going to hang it up, uh, but it's going to be on his terms. Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, this guy's, you know, obviously one of the best to ever do it. Yeah. And uh, he's a, you know, I mean, yeah. I don't really know where I'm going with it. Who knows if it's his last game, but he's still got it. I know he that. He definitely still got it. All right, college coaches in the NFL. Let's Kingsbury. Let's talk about it. Talk Kings, about yeah, it. let's talk about it. Kingsbury fired in Arizona. With Kingsbury and Matt Rule out, there is obviously um, no more college coaches that are head coaches in the NFL. Why do we not see more college head coaches make it in the NFL, at least successfully? Um, I think because the money's better in college. The money's better in college? Is that true? I mean, you look at all the top dogs in college, and they are making – like Big north of 10, 10 a year, I think. Yeah. I don't even know if there's an NFL coach making that much. Well, John Gruden famously was making over $10 million a year when he signed that, uh, that like, what was it, 10-year, $100 million contract or whatever it was before he got fired. But he was making 10 a year. I think there's head coaches making 10 a year. It's not the, the norm, which yeah. it does seem like these big-time college coaches are all making something like that now. Yeah. Um. Either well, way, though, I don't. I don't necessarily know if. Uh, I, I, whenever you're, th this debate comes up a lot. Can college coaches make it in the NFL? Can NFL, you know, 
it's just a different world, man. It's a different world. You have to have a, uh, I feel like a different way of challenging kids versus challenging grown men. Um, to you know, the discipline aspect is is way different. Um, the structure of routine is way different. Like I didn't have a lot. A say of, in what my day looked like in the off season. Like every single time I woke up in college, I had a routine waiting for me yeah. and a set schedule waiting for me. It's not, it's different in, in the NFL. So you don't get that same every single day with, uh, with the players that I think you do um, in college, or at least it's a, it's more of a business relationship where college, I, a lot of the great coaches out there are very family oriented. Their family is ingrained in the, in the city and in the school and, uh, in the families of the players, um, I just think it's a different world, man. And uh, to compare it, I think is unfair. Yeah, I mean that's certainly part of it. Um, you know, in in college, right away you're you're given respect through the recruits that commit to you, right? In the NFL, you it, you know you have to go in there and earn the players, uh, uh, not just respect, but um, uh, uh, not devotion, but um, uh, willingness to to play for you. You know, in yeah. in willingness to give everything they have for you, and uh, that's a hard thing to navigate. But you know, I think you know. Listen, I've seen college coaches coach well. There's a lot of coaches that have coached in college and the NFL. Like you know, is uh, you know, is Pete Carroll a college coach or an NFL coach? He's had success at both levels. Both, yeah. You know, he coached in college and the NFL, then back in college and in the NFL. So, I think it really comes down to, you know, the best coaches that can sustain being a great head coach tend to be the best leaders tend to be the best managers of people motivators. I think a lot of college coaches end up getting hired in the NFL because they have a hot scheme or something that is allowing them success uh, and a competitive advantage. Right. Yeah. yeah. They've outsmarted everybody somehow. Chip Kelly, Chip Kelly, uh, you know, Kingsbury, like all of these guys are kind of on the cutting edge of doing something different. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's great. And, but time will tell if that is sustainable and whether that, uh, whether you can continually innovate that and push that forward. Yeah. Because the, um, fact, the fact of the matter is that you're not going to have those same players ever again. And yeah. your scheme has to be around the guys that you have in that building. Yeah. Well, well not just that, but, you know, eventually it's going to get caught up with. Eventually, you're not going to have that crutch of being the smartest person in the room. Yeah. Nobody has that. I mean, I guess, you know, Bill Belichick is a hell of a schemer, but uh, so is Andy Reid. But, you know, you still need to have that ability. But, man, I really think that, you know, the best head coaches tend to be the best managers. They they hire good people. They evaluate talent really well. They, um, they're tireless workers. They're driven human beings. You can find that in the college ranks. Um, you know, so I – I don't necessarily believe that you can't hire a good coach from college and he'll be a great NFL head coach. I certainly think that that could happen. Um, I just think most of the time the guys that are hired uh, end up being these like highly successful, innovative coaches that once that crutch of innovation kind of uh, fades away, they're left with, okay, now how good are you at all these other things that allow the best coaches to sustain it, right? The Pete Carroll's, the Andy Reid's, the uh, you know Bill Belichick's, the Bill Parcell, like all of these guys that have sustained it for decades. You know, those are the things that make those guys unique, not the fact that they invented some unique defense or offense or anything like that. I'm right there with you, brother. All righty. 
New Heights Awards. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, baby. The season has finally ended, and, uh, you know, obviously we like to give out some awards here and there from time All to right time. Now. All right, now. So we are officially launching our end of the season awards, the Newsies. The Newsies. <laughs> We're going to, uh, neither one of us has a game to prepare for, so we needed something to talk about at the end of the show because we can't look forward to our games next week. Don't know who um, So, yeah, decided to create an award. Hey. And uh, kind of recap the season. So, uh, yeah, this year, uh, the New Heights Awards, the Newsies, are going to be from our favorite moments of the year. Trav, you want to start it off? Start it off, maybe. Maybe, baby. Let's start it off. Our first uh, newsie is best display of basketball skills on a football field. (laughs) That's right. We all know that playing football and basketball go hand in hand. We've talked about it a lot. Uh, So we want to recognize the guys that might want to trade in their cleats for some sneakers. That's right. We got three nominees in this category. One going to the Dolphins special teams for the box out. AKA the butt punt, oh, back of yeah. the end zone. We all that know was some that was some great box out. That was a good box right out. It's a good yeah. box out, baby. The guy, the guy was getting to the boards. Um, we also have Mac Jones taking a charge. Got his feet planted outside the restricting zone. Uh, Rest didn't call it though. Rest didn't call it. They uh, they let Chandler Jones walk right into the end zone after that. Uh, and then you got my favorite baby, Air Mahomes. My dog t- going up top, going up top, r- sacrificing the body like yeah. MJ would. He always gets those MJ comparisons, baby. Now we just got to get that, you know what I mean, that one picture of him lifted in the air. Yeah, I mean, the the, the Air Mahomes was very Jordan-esque in its uh, uh, pose. Um, who we who gets the who gets the best display of basketball skills on a football field newsy, yeah. though? I mean, let's be honest. None of them are very good because we've established this. NFL players aren't going to make good NBA players. <laughs> Uh, we, so I'll pr- we have not established this. <laughs> I think um, I think the the closest one to any type of football maneuver is clearly the Mac Jones uh, charge. <laughs> it was textbook charge technique. It was feet it was. were planted, arms were extended. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I guess usually, I guess this is the technique usually on the charge, but well, usually you want to protect the protect the kids, man. But yeah, you know. Mac went a different route. Congrats, Mac, on winning the the New Heights Newsy. Brother. First Newsy, the first, first Newsy, newsy of, the of the year Jones. goes to Mac Jones, baby. All right, we're taking we're a starting. charge. I'm sure he is not going to find this funny. He won't. But you know, what can you do if you can't laugh? You know what I mean? Been, I mean? Yeah, we've all been a part of things. Yeah, it's one thing if it loses the game, though. It's true. It's a good point, and they've missed the playoffs by one game. So that is, yeah, <laughs> those are all really good points. All right, here we go. Did we just become best friends award? Ooh. So for this newsy, during the season, we met a lot of new people. So we want to recognize uh, some new guys that we may actually want to hang with outside of uh, football. Trav, who is the most likely to be late to practice after hanging out with you? (laughs) I mean, we already know. Pat's in my hip pocket with that one. Um, Yeah. I would say... uh, Damn, most likely to be late. Who has who's I don't I gotta go receiver because I feel like receivers are always late. Okay. Um we talked a little bit about uh OBJ 
talked a little bit about OBJ, but I'm gonna. Oh, go you going with your boy OBJ? OBJ, man, he's gonna walk right. out with me after a fun time. You know what I'm saying? That would, yeah, that'd be a good time. I'm sure. I can, I can see it happening for sure. All righty. What about you? Uh, most likely to get an invite to calving season. <laughs> well, um, yeah, a lot of choices. Got a lot of new teammates, got a lot of new people. That has been one awesome thing from this show is the amount of camaraderie that I've felt from other NFL players and support of New Heights. And uh, one of the guys who has uh, uh, been out on the Twitterverse and uh, who uh, I would love to take to calving season, I got to go J.J. Watt. Nice. He's also coincidentally from Wisconsin, so I got to think he's been to a calving. He's he's definitely Land of the cheese? Yeah, he's got some experience with calving. <laughs> The uh, the original ice bath. He's big on cutting a hole in the lake and just jumping in. Yeah, that's the Wisconsin way. That is also the Cleveland way. All right, now moving on to our next newsy New Heights stat line of the year. Hey. That's right. Uh, look, we all know that uh, only certain stat lines matter on this show, um, and it's typically not the real, the good ones. So we wanted to recognize our favorite stat lines of the year. Um, we got we a few got? Nominees. nominees. Obviously, we got the most butt stat line of all time. Seven receptions, 25 yards, but four tutties by hey. Al Bundy himself. Al Bundy stat line. Yours, yours truly. Um, and then we got the Eagles actually being 92% on QB sneaks. <laughs> like, that's an actual. We're, we're a tad short, I think. Tad short. It was at it's 88. Close. It was at 88. Did you guys run any these past couple of weeks? We we missed one against New Orleans. But I don't know. I hear all sorts of numbers thrown out. There was a, person, a reporter came up to me and said we were 91 afterwards. It I don't counts. know. It counts. You guys are 91 know. now. Listen, we've been over this. It's like, uh, you know, it's just one of those things. It's like pie. It sits at 92%, you know. It's a set number for – it's just where quarterback sneaks live at in the universe. All right now. And then we got Derwin James season. 64 tackles, five tackles for loss, four sacks, two interceptions, but the best stat line, a fucking power bomb on the goal line. <laughs> oh, you're missing the other one. You're and I the... felt every bit of that. What? <laughs> you're missing the – he signed a baby. He's I'm the still, only one I of us who has signed that. a baby. I thought you said you signed one. I said I would. I'll sign a baby. I'll, I'll tell you what, though. One. He is patting the stats over there because yeah. – uh, only one in the league that can record that many tackles, that many sacks, that many interceptions, power bomb a 265-pound man, and sign a baby all in one year. Tell you what, that's a season right there. <laughs> what else can we stack on top of that? <laughs> I don't know, man. Um, who are you going with? Who, who gets the newsy? Listen, these are all great nominations, but this is – I mean, your Al Bundy stat line has only happened one I, – I challenge anybody to find – you had four touchdowns, and your yards per reception were less than the His amount booty. of touchdowns you have. You have less than four yards per reception, and you have, you have your touchdowns are more than yards per reception. I mean, it's a crazy stat line. I don't yeah. think anybody else has ever done that in the history of the game. Nobody so, will ever be that buns until you get to the goal line. And then that great. <laughs> and then that great. That's a great stat line right there. I want a newsy! Let's go, man. Alrighty. Shout out to Al Bundy, man. On to our next Newsy Award. We got the Shit We Didn't See Coming Award. What? Every NFL season, there are things that happen that no one sees coming. So this Newsy is going to uh, give a little shout out to the things we didn't see coming about this year. 
right, first man. nomination is uh, head coach Jeff Saturday. Didn't see it uh, coming. Nope. I don't think anybody saw that one coming. <laughs> nope. Second nomination, we got Jaguars in the playoffs. What the fuck? Didn't see that one coming. <laughs> After last season's debacle with Urban Meyer, I don't think anybody saw that one coming. Uh, third nomination, we got the Chiefs getting the number one seed. We alluded to this. Who the uh, fuck didn't see that? I saw it coming. I think, well, of course you did. I foresaw it. Tyreek Hill didn't see it coming. I think there are a lot of people that did not see the Chiefs <laughs> getting the number one seed. Old, so, uh, old, old Will Compton, our friends over at Busted with the Boys, <laughs> that's right, that's definitely right. didn't see it coming. That's right. In uh, the fourth nomination, Seahawks making the playoffs with Geno Smith. I mean, all didn't four see it coming. nominations. Didn't yeah. see it coming. All think, four? Uh, no, what? I... What? Take us off of there, all right? I saw that shit coming. Trump, I didn't see the... this. Nobody, a lot of other people didn't see it coming. Just because we saw it coming doesn't mean other people didn't see it coming. A lot of analysts were not high in the Chiefs going into the year. Well, we all got to talk about something. That's true. Um, Hot take. Hot take. Uh, Uh, I mean, there's only one right answer to this. The the shit we didn't see coming award. Which one? Jaguars. I mean, that's we did not see that shit coming at all. I got to agree. I think uh, what Doug has done there in his first year is pretty remarkable, especially with where that team was at and kind of the mockery it, it could kind of become last year with all the shenanigans. Um, you want to talk about a complete 180, man. Yeah. I mean, these guys play hard. They play for each other. And now they're in the playoffs. One year after finishing 3-14. and 14. Um, Yeah. And they're playing good football right now. They could do some dangerous things in that AFC. Yeah. Started three and six. They've won uh, on a six-game winning streak during in the playoffs. How about that, man? Dougie P. Dougie P. Can't, obviously, we love Dougie P. You can't throw it all yeah. on him, but uh, that, that culture change is definitely a lot to do with what's going on in there. Yeah, I mean, if there's one coach that can heal a group of guys and get people to fight for each other, my man Dougie P's got it done. Way to go, coach. And also, the other reason we're choosing the – I just want to make that, Jag, that Jaguars – uh, coach's jersey swap with his uh, <laughs> with his coat. I want to make that coat a little bit more valuable. So uh, the newsy goes to the Jaguars. Hence, Doug Peterson. You think getting a number newsy is gonna fucking make it more valuable? I mean, it might. It might. I don't know. It might. It makes it more valuable to me. All That's right all now. that matters. All right now. All right. Last award. We got the not playing dress up award. Mm. I think this is obviously. And allude to uh, who had the best pregame outfit, game day fit. I might be. We're gonna. We got a few nominations. We got the first nomination, Brian Robinson's big hat. The big hat. I mean, that took that. That ended up being that was a great the, day. The league great ran with fit. that one. The league yeah, ran and, with that one. And now a lot of people have one. It's become a thing. Big hats have become a thing. He is a fashionista uh, for that one. He's a trendsetter. Yeah, Brian Robinson's friend, who owns the big hat company, has got a. I hope he's getting royalties from that thing. That's a. That has turned it into so. something that was something that was nothing is now all of a sudden something all because of Brian Robinson. Uh, second nomination, we got Jason's fifty first dates. Jason being you, yeah, I have a little bit of uh, upset uh, that this is up there because that was clearly a dress as, not a dress up. <laughs> but you know, we can include it. Travis, uh, we you're up here obviously for every single week. You having a new game day outfit? Uh, it, it appears if there was a. 
if there was a dress up poster every day child, outfit, every day outfit. If there was a dress up poster child for the NFL, it would be Travis. It would be a picture of Travis Kelsey right there, <laughs> and one of his any outfits he wears every week. And then the last every nomination, day, Jason. Every day, it's every, not just yeah, okay. a game day. It's an everyday outfit. <laughs> you are pretty styled up every day. All right, all right now. Last nomination we got is the the Lane Johnson dress, which I think is another dress as, but we'll include it in the dress up award uh, when he dressed up as me. For Halloween. I mean, that wins. Yeah, that was I the agree. best. That was the best one. Congrats, Lane. I got to agree. I think that that was clearly the best uh, outfit of the season. <laughs> it's still my Twitter profile pick. I loved it so much. Nothing brought me greater joy than watching uh, my good friend walk in in impeccable style, uh, mimicking me. Impeccable. Impeccable. The Ocean moxie, he, the moxie he wore with it was, or he, he carried with it, was phenomenal. Way to go. Well, Lane, congrats on the New Heights newsy, brother. This yeah. last um, award is not uh, a newsy, but uh, we're going to talk about the uh, the last award on the season, the MVP award. The MVP. Uh, we're not going to obviously decide who wins this award. It's not a newsy, but we are going to discuss it because we've each been around two of the uh, biggest candidates for it. We've been fortunate to be playing with two MVPs, man. These guys have been playing their tails off. Our good friends, guests of the show, ironically. Yeah, our our first two guests. Um, And, uh, yeah, Jalen Hurts and Pat Mahomes, baby. Maybe more people should come on the show. Come on the show, all of a sudden, MVP potentiality realized. (laughs) Got to speak it into existence, baby. Um, well, I'll make I'll start by stating the case for Jalen Hurts. Let's hear it. By listing a lot of the numbers and things that really don't speak to what makes him uh, a special player, uh, he set a franchise record for most total offensive yards by a quarterback in a single season at four thousand four hundred sixty-one. Had two thousand-yard receivers, set a new team record of fourteen wins, franchise record that is a franchise record of offensive points with four hundred and seventy-seven. Leads the NFL in quarterback win percentage, Mm -hmm. 3,701 yards passing with 747 yards rushing, 22 passing touchdowns, and 13 rushing touchdowns. And then um, outside of Jalen being uh, the dominant player on the field, he was uh, also dominant in his New Heights highlights. He was the first ever to be a guest on New Heights, uh, dropped his exclusive draft day story, with uh, obviously the Steelers and not really thinking he was going to even be in Philadelphia. Uh, Was part of revealing an amazing Cedric the Entertainer story. And uh, he was the only one that we've interviewed that really took over and started to ask the questions. Yeah, it was his show there for for a while. Yeah, he was like, enough of you guys. Uh, Who do you guys (laughs) think is the the GOAT all time of anything? Listen, these questions are cool and all, but uh, let's get down to some some real talk. Jordan or Ali. Okay. <laughs> but, I mean, that's how obsessed this guy is with greatness and, and obsessed he is with with uh, with winning. Uh, you know, he just – I think he's a incredibly uh, driven individual who can't help but think on uh, terms like that and is disinterested with uh, New Heights hooligans asking him questions. All these numbers are outstanding. Jalen Hurts had an amazing year. Um it still doesn't speak to why he's a special player and why he's the MVP in my book and our teams. He's just a great person. He's a great leader. He's got a great demeanor. 
the bottom line is guys play better around him. Uh, and he's had that his entire career. And I think that's one of the things that makes him such a unique and uh, dominant player besides being a physical specimen. So, you know, obviously leading us to the number one seed in the NFC. Uh, you know, a lot of people go into that. We had a great team this year, a great offense, great defense, great coaches. Uh, but the man at the helm of all of that uh, was none other than Jalen Hurts. He is the system. system. Well played, Alrighty. man. Well played. Your turn. Um, yeah, I mean, it's Pat Mahomes. What do you want me to say? It's Patrick Mahomes. He leads well, You can't just keep everything. saying it's Pat it Mahomes. It is. It is. You can't you just, just keep turn saying the film it's Pat on, Mahomes. Turn it on and tell me that guy doesn't deserve everything. All right. All right. Um, the guy leads the NFL in all these categories. Passing yards. He has 500 more than any other quarterback. Passing touchdowns. He has six more than second place. Um, he owns it in first downs. Uh, passes at 25 plus yards. The first QB to throw throw for 5,000 yards and rush for 350. That's a LeBron stat. Um, it's uh, it's a crazy stat to even think about. Um, just kind of making up random <laughs> stats. Three hundred. I mean, he's, he's the stat yards. machine. We he could, is. He is. We, you could you could throw all these. This stats entire around. episode could be. Where are we at right now? What's the time we're on right now? We're at <laughs> an hour and a half in. Uh, this entire episode could just be a stats compiled by Patrick Mahomes. There's no question. Stat Mahomes. Stat machine. Stat Mahomes, baby. He's, he's not the system. Mahomes? Yeah, is Mahomes. that a real nickname or is that <laughs> – did you just come up with that? It just popped in my head, baby. Stat Mahomes. I like that. <laughs> Stat Mahomes. A, That's it's good. Got a, it's got a ring to it, doesn't it? It does. And all those numbers, everything is uh, – it's lovely to look at because, you know, it, it just shows you the, the season in review. But the most important Pat's stats, Stat Mahomes' stat line, are his highlights on New Heights. <laughs> he gave us a classic – rendition of new news in the Pat mm -hmm. Mahomes voice new news. <laughs> dropped his exclusive draft day story with Nagy and Reed that was that was epic. big epic loved yeah. every second of hearing that one especially knowing the two guys uh revealed some origins of the bromance between me and him that where it all started and uh and used our show as a part of uh his pickleball investment announcement told everybody hey. what he was doing in the pickleball world and uh sure enough uh I'll probably be you know, trying to get on their team here shortly. You know, I just got to oh, get my man. skills together. That has got to be one of the first things we're off-season activities. We're getting some pickleball in. Got to. Cannot wait to dominate all of you guys. But that doesn't even tell you why he's the MVP. Like I said, you turn on that film, the guy's throwing the ball, no looks here, no looks there, breaking tackles, running around like a madman behind the line of scrimmage, throwing it across the field. You watch the Kansas City Chiefs play, and th th this team goes as that guy goes. Yeah. It is what it is. And um, he's the ultimate leader. He's the ultimate you know, competitor in the building nonstop. If it's not football, he's competing in every single game or every single moment that he's in the building, whether it's saying who's going to win this college game or uh, shooting hoops in the locker room. Whatever it is, this guy is competing and wants to freaking win. And that drives the competitive circle and the competitiveness in the building. Um, I see it every single day. And um, going into this season, there's a lot of people that didn't see this shit coming, like we said. And uh, we did, though. We did because we know the kind of competitor he is. We know the kind of person he is, how he's going to come into the building every single day with the team in mind and how he 
uh, is the is a vital part of that. And um, he's the most valuable person in that locker room. And uh, and because of that, um, he's the MVP. Yeah. Well, it's a good case. So is Jalen Hurts. Either one of these guys winning it would be awesome. Um, and uh, if throw. there's one person that might not like the Stat Mahomes nickname, it might be Pat Mahomes. <laughs> I feel like that's a guy that does not care about stats that much. He only cares about one stat. I'll, I'll, what's that? Wins. Not right now. Not right now. Get them dubs, baby. Yeah. I think uh, now's a good time for us to, I guess, do our own vote on the MVP award. You want to do it? Count of sure. three? Right. Count of three? One, two, three. Jalen. Holmes. What? Right. Who didn't see that coming? All right. Well, <laughs> I don't think we're going to be the uh, people that determine who uh, who get this. Uh, so we'll let uh, the experts in the – I don't even know who decides on this. but uh, Somebody yeah. who's qualified. Somebody will pick it. All righty. We have one last newsy to hand out. But – this one is not going to happen for a couple weeks. That is the New Heights stamp of the season. It's a big one. It's a big it's one. It's so big, we're not going to give it up until the season's over. That's right. Because it ain't over. We got a whole postseason coming on. That's I, I think it's you know part of the whole thing. So yeah. we're going to wait till everything's done. It's all finished. And we're going to include all of you guys. We would love to hear who you all think deserves the stamp of the season, Newsy. And, uh, yeah, we're going to open up to all of you. We're also going to open up what you think a Newsy should even look like because we actually want to give these a lot. Yeah, we have yeah. to. We need something tangible and physical to to give to people. Yeah. And, and obviously, Travis, you received a Newsy, so you'll receive one. <laughs> I can't so, wait. Fans, you guys got to make it special. You know yeah, what I mean? Please design something that Travis will uh, – hate to have to display inside of his home hate yeah well i want to be able to go in there and laugh at it what do you mean i I want to go in there and laugh at your newsy yeah but that's that doesn't mean i'm gonna hate it that's selfish that's selfish because i want doug to have have it it. that's a good point i want Doug to have a great we got some guys and we want mac to enjoy this that's right (laughs) he's not gonna enjoy he's not gonna like it either way all right whatever (laughs) all righty well we look forward to all of your thoughts on uh, who deserves the stamp of the season, Newsy, and what a Newsy looks like. Let's and hear that. That's it. That wraps it up, Trev. That's, that's it. this episode. The bye week episode is officially in. Uh, feels good. It feels does good feel to have good. the bye, even though we mm-hmm. kind of, you know, my legs are already feeling better. Legs are feeling better, but we we kind of locked it up. It was it was almost like you kissing your sister. You know, it was kind of like, you know, it, it wasn't the cleanest lockup. Of a first round bye, but that phrase you know, is always we'll bogus. take it. The phrase has always been bogus. You prefer, you prefer kissing your, bro- your brother? It's like kissing your brother. Yeah, there you go. That's the 21st episode of New Heights. The show is old enough to drink now. <laughs> uh, make sure you're subscribed on YouTube to the New Heights channel so you can follow on any new videos that come out. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and uh, make sure you check out our official merch store at slash New Heights. You heard him, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, New Heights is a Jukes original presented by Wave Sports and Entertainment. Make sure you follow the show on all social media platforms at New Heights Show 1S for fun clips throughout the week of this week's episode. And um, thanks to our production and crew. We thank you guys so much for everything you guys are doing. This thing isn't possible without you. And it sure as hell isn't as fun. So um, appreciate you guys for tuning in. 
Until next week, baby. Peace.